From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. I can't even lie. I love that intro so much right now. You have no idea. <laughs> I have no reasons. I just like the intro. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 192. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man that's been mistaken many times for the actor, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He can't grow a goatee the way Mackie can, but we love him anyway. MFG, also known as Mike. Ah, uh, it's very true. Um, but here is a horribly described movie for you out there. Scientist transportation gets him kind of buzzed, then tragedy ensues. Find out what? after the quick news. Oh my goodness, that, that one's hard. That one, it's something Mike is kind of like anteed up a little bit with his get with his um with his movies. Anteed and uncled. I know. Oh goodness. I know which one you know what it is? I know exactly what it is. We'll find okay. out after the quick news. All right. But in the meantime, let me introduce our other illustrious host. And he's the man who's known to ask the question, would a vibranium arm rust if it gets caught in the rain? Or if it gets, does it creak during jerking off? RT Square, we're off the tech. I would never ask that question because I already know the answer. Vibranium doesn't rust. Come on, man. That's like, you know, science fiction 101. Jeez. Yeah, and oddly enough, it would also absorb the uh, vibration of the action. So pretty much nothing's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the other day, while I was uh, working on my top secret Iron Man armor, which, if the government's listening, does not work one bit, okay? It doesn't wink, work. Wink, wink. <laughs> a thought occurred to me. If incognito mode was a real man or was a real person i would hate to be their therapist oh my god the wow that they've seen. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> sometimes you think too much and it scares me bro Could I'm you imagine saying. though it's just just to be that therapist you're like wait what they looked up what incognito in, man in the would just where? be the wealthiest person in the world oh, yeah. or traumatized <laughs> super traumatized Definitely. All right, peeps. So today we will be discussing the series that was supposed to precede WandaVision, but was switched up at the last second. Was it worth it um, to be released when it was released now? Well, we'll talk about that and other things as we discuss the Disney Plus series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, let's swing it over to MFG, who spills us just enough of geek tea in a nice, concise segment we know as the napkin. No, I'm sorry. I mean the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Alrighty. Well, Netflix is upping female empowerment by bringing some of Hollywood's toughest women together in gunpowder milkshake. Showing confidence in this product, the streaming giant not only bought Gunpowder Milkshake's rights from STX Films, but the film will also receive a future sequel and an international theatrical release. Some of the badass babes the film brings together include Karen Gillan, Lena Hetty, uh, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, and Carla Gugino. The movie centers on, quote, three generations of female assassins who fight to stop a vicious cycle of violence that has haunted their lives, end quote by defending the life of a young girl named Emily. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake is directed and co-written by Israeli filmmaker Navat Pubashado. The film does not have a release date, but it is expected to have a 2021 summer premiere. I am not even familiar with, with this at all. No, neither was I until I was reading about it. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board with the talent. I still don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah, but we know plenty of movies we've been on board with the talent with and they ended up you know, being oh, bad, yeah. so. I mean, as we know, what Mike always says is you can't always go by what's written, you know, what's written down or, or, or previews. You got to watch the movie for what it yeah. is. What do you think there, Mr. Ralphie? A gunpowder milkshake. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds explosive in more than one way. Especially if you're lactose wow. intolerant. Yeah. I was just going to say that, but that just shows <laughs> that I'm not original. Okay. What else you got there, Mike? Excited for a live action static shock movie? 
Yes. Well, here's an extremely vague update. Oh. Michael B. Jordan has been a <laughs> producer for the project since October 2020, and he recently apprised eager fans with almost no new information. According to a Collider interview with Jordan, quote, right now we have a writer, Randy McKinnon, who's putting together take and a draft right now. Really excited. I mean, again, as a kid growing up watching Static Shock, it was something that inspired me and had that type of representation at a young age. It was really important to me. And I, I know it would be important to a lot of other kids today. So to be able to adapt the uh, live action version of that, I'm really, really excited about. So no real timelines and I guess no real updates or anything like that, but we're in the process of building that out. And I can't wait to have something more to tell you guys later, end quote. For you Static fans, the hero will headline its own comic book series again in June. Otherwise, no cast information is currently available for Warner Brothers Static Shock film, nor has the release window been revealed. Aww. Hmm. Yeah, that was the most no information. It was like Trump trying to announce a Static Shock movie. <laughs> <laughs> there will like, be a Static Shock movie, it's and it great. will be great. It is coming. I swear. You will love hold it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Okay, hold on. Ralph does impersonations, you know, halfway sometime. But why did that Trump sound like, um, like Tr um, Trump Winovitz? <laughs> he sounded like a an old Jewish guy. He's getting more <laughs> Jewish as going on. That's what that's what about. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> to me. Honest, that's that's what I hear when he talks. He my rabbi, my rabbi loved it. Right, yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> but but definitely right. It definitely, I mean, the way Trump used to do that and still does it now, like a whole bunch yeah. of nothing. That's what it sounded like. But if it means that maybe Static Shock is right around the corner, maybe we'll get some more news. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm also nervous, especially considering that you have nothing but a writer so far on board and you've been talking about it for the better part of a year. It's like, hmm. But anyhow. I mean, they, Anywho, should, they should just give me that job. I'll write them a great story. I'll even start filming it. I'll star in it if they want me to. It'll be great. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say how long did, uh, um, you were gonna write a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> no, I, we could do that too. It's no, even, no, even nothing. Wow, even nothing yeah. is something. <laughs> All righty. Well, okay. follow, following the. Oh, so sad. Release of the trailer for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Fans were happily treated to news from director uh, Andy Serkis that Venom is not set in the MCU. The fact that the new Sony film and the upcoming Morbius movie are set in the same universe will have fans scratching their heads after having seen Michael Keaton in the Morbius trailer. Although it should be noted that it was fans that concluded Keaton was reprising his MCU Spider-Man role, not the film's producers. To add to the confusion, Serkis has stated, quote, Obviously, there are links between Venom and Spider-Man and the Marvel Universe and the Spider-Man story. We're treating this very much as it's his own world. The Venom story is in his own world. There are nods and little moments like the shot of the newspaper, the Daily Bugle, of course, but on the whole, he's unaware. They are unaware at this point of other characters like Spider-Man. So that's the way we've chosen to play this particular episode of the movie. But, well, we'll wait and see. We'll see what little things you can pick up out of it, end quote. Now, but of course, the idea of Eddie Brock being unaware of the Avengers after uh, they have saved the world multiple times is ridiculous, especially considering there's a possible article about the Avengers in that same Daily News, um, Daily Beagle on um, Bugle issue seen in the trailer. In the end, for now, Sony Universe and the MCU will act like a couple from a bitter breakup, where the Venom movies will mention the popular MCU films, but the MCU won't ever acknowledge the Sony exclusive characters. And why would they? <laughs> Pretty much. And why would they? That, that I mean, like, it's funny because that was going to be my quick news, but, you know. Man. You know what that sounds like? The parent trap. Sound like? <laughs> kind of. Think about it because, like, the parents, wow. each, the parents each took a child and didn't even acknowledge that the other child existed. Right. Right? Yeah. No, very, very true. Now, are we, very talking very about true. The, are we talking about the Lizzie Hohen version or the, um, the good version that was in the 60s? They both are the same. Rob didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yes, I did. Was that probably Haley Mills, I would imagine. <laughs> yes, and they actually use... Right, I think it was Haley Mills, yes. They use real twins in the first one, so... No, Haley Mills. Well, no, she does have a sister. That, that's incorrect. No, she does have a sister. I don't know if they're identical, though. I don't think they're yeah, twins. That's a good though, question. Though. That's a good, that's a good uh -huh. question. All right. If Ralph's right, I, I, I own 10 bucks. Wow. All right, you heard it here. You heard it right here, right now. The cap is already ready to renege on a bet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What else you got right. there, Mike? All right, last but not least, speaking of Morbius, maybe Sony is trying to change the saying to five times a charm. 
Uh, the Spider-Man adjacent Marvel film Mobius has moved its release, release date for the fifth time. The feature about Di uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Morbius, the living vampire, was originally set to premiere July 10th, 2020, which was seven months after the film's first trailer was released. It was then moved three weeks to July 31st. When COVID drastically affected Hollywood schedules, it was delayed until March 19th of 2021, then again to October 8th of 2021. The latest premiere date is now January 28th of 2022. And we all know that January Whoa. is normally when studios set their trash out to the curb. So in the meantime, consult your magic eight ball and hope for the best. Um, wow. That's just like, I mean, will we even care about the movie by then? I don't really care about it now. I didn't care about it after the trailer. Wait, what are we talking um, about? Morbius. Thanks for paying attention to what I just spoke about. Wow. Well, I was trying to show you how much I cared. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that is it. That is all my quick news. And now is... I want to just say. Hold on, wait, hold on. First off, he didn't let me say, is that all your quick news? And Mike goes, oh, that's all my quick news. You took my line. Well, there was a lot of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well, that much dead. It's this damn connection. I can't wait to do podcast in person again. Go ahead. All righty. So for that horribly described movie, scientists' transportation gets some kind of buzz, then tragedy ensues. Yeah. What's that? Get some kind of it's buzz. tragedy. What do you say there, Cap? I'll be honest with you. I don't know. It's the fly. It is the fly. That he tries wow. to He's pretty much good there, man. He tries to invent good. teleportation. But in the process of him running the test, a fly run gets into the other oh, tube, yes. and then he gets the head his, of the fly. Yep, his DNA gets little, yeah. you know, intermingled. Yep. So he's only kind of buzzed. Exactly. That Ralph the Tech can't get anything by him. I try. Well, pretty good, pretty good. I mean, I think Ralph is. I don't know if Ralph is is perfect score on this, but he's got a pretty good track record with Most this whole thing. Much. Far from perfect. Nah, unlike the man I, I, think, I think I'm more wow. I'm pretty sure we're even <laughs> alright so Ralph do you have any quick news um what is news ah, if not I, that would be a no <laughs> something that oh my goodness you know conveys information that someone else didn't know or already knows I'm 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 done with you. I'm done. I love you, but I'm done with you. <laughs> let's, let, done. let's move on. All right. So let's get to the reason why we're here. Let's talk about the Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One of the reasons why people probably stayed on Disney Plus because they're like, I don't know what to do with WandaVision. Oh, here comes Falcon and the Soldier. I think I'll keep it a little bit longer. And with the synopsis is Mike, also known as MFG. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the second Disney Plus streaming series connected to the MCU. The series was created by Malcolm Spellman, who served as writer and was directed by Carrie Skoglin. Uh, the show is based on the Marvel Comics characters Falcon, created by Stan Lee and Gene Colan in Captain America number 117 back in September of 69. Uh, Barky, uh, Bucky Barnes, which was created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby in Captain America Comics number one back in March of 41. And The Winter Soldier, who was created by Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting in Captain America number one of January 2005. The, ep the six episode series picks up after the events of Avengers Endgame and follows Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes as they race to stop the terrorist actions of the anti-patriotism group, the Flag Smashers. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was produced on a hefty $150 million budget. The series has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 89% with an audience of 73% and a Metacritic score of 74 out of 100 with an audience of 57 out of 100. Hmm, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. Interesting. All righty, synopsis. Cue the explosions and the laughs as Bucky Starsky and Sam Hutch take their buddy action team across the globe, tagging along as their mistrusted sidekick, Baron Huggy Bear Zemo. The Flag Smashers, a group of super soldier terrorists, are causing trouble for the international governments, and the bickering duo plus one launch into action to stop them. In the meantime, the American government has enlisted a new soldier to be the face of Captain America, but the public soon learns that swapping crazy for a corpse is a bad idea. From the bayou to Sokovia to Madripoor to NYC, our heroes and villains will attempt to reshape the MCU's world politics. Until then, America has to ask itself if it's ready for a black man to take the title as the new even newer Captain America. The Falcon has no trouble living up to the ideals of the red, white, and blue, but he knows he'll have a tough time winning over those stuck on the appearance of the blonde, white, and blue eyes of Steve Rogers. Mm. 
We're starring Sebastian Stan as Bucky, the Winter Soldier, and White Wolf. Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, Falcon, and, well, we'll get to that later. Wyatt Russell as John Walker, Captain America, and U.S. Agent. Aaron Kellerman as Carly Mont uh, Morgenthau. Uh, Georges Saint-Pierre as Georges Batroc. Uh, Adepero, I'm sorry, yes. Adepero O'Odaye as Sarah Wilson. Don Cheadle as James Rhodey Rhodes. Daniel Brule as Helmut Zumo. Uh, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, AKA the Power Broker. Florence Kasumba as Ayo. Danny Ramirez as Joaquin Torres. Uh, Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley, and Julia Louise Dreyfus as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Say that time. <laughs> there we go. All Never. right. <laughs> yeah, I can barely say it one time fast. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. F the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But before we even talk about that, let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for and that he's never been on the show. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Ah, uh, he sounds so surly every time he does that, even though it's the same damn warning. And that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. It's red, it's white, it's Stush. Hey, is that black Stush? Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into it. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is something that I've, you know, I wasn't sure how much I was going to enjoy this until I really started, like, watching it every week. I mean, one thing that definitely made it a lot more enjoyable was coming off WandaVision. WandaVision was half an hour long. Mm -hmm. And these episodes were 45 minutes long, 48 minutes long, depending on the episode. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot more digestible, even though it was a shorter series. Mm-hmm. Much shorter, um, much much shorter. Um, so let me let me let me start here, um, because we have because you have the two main characters. And by the way, Mike, really good analogy talking about um, um, the Winter Soldier and Falcon as Starsky and Hutch. Oh, they really were with, with Baron Zemo as Huggy Bear, especially with that jacket. <laughs> but we won't go into that now. <laughs> so I know a lot of people talk about the heroes that are in this series, and I know people a lot of people dispute if Falcon is like a legitimate or formidable hero in the MCU. But as a character, how did we find him in this series? Interesting, not interesting. I'm still a bit on the fence with him. I mean, I, I, again, start off, I enjoyed the show. Um, has its problems, we'll talk about a little of those later. It's when, when they wrote Sam Wilson on, and I'm just gonna use that as in quotes, when he was on, I think they did a really good job. A lot of it, though, he felt kind of wishy-washy for someone that, rep that you know, eventually will be representing Captain America, and you know, you feel is going to make hard decisions, or, or you know, or very thought-out decisions. It just felt like he was a little bit wishy-washy, and I, I didn't feel that it was a growth from a wishy-washy feel to a competent feel. It just felt like the writers, for me, just just didn't know what they wanted to write him. Like they were trying to make him relatable, but. In that I didn't like the way they were doing it. Um, like, like the fact okay. that he just so easily gives in to bad ideas. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I, I, like I know, that, yeah. I know what you're, I know right. what you're referring to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, Ralph. How do you feel about um, Falcon? I know a lot of people, you know, already feel like like they almost. Feel, I feel like they treat Falcon almost like they treat um, um, what's his name, um, Hawkeye. <laughs> like he's kind of like that kind of character. Where like, well, in the comics, really he really is. <laughs> right. But I mean, did this series make Falcon more interesting for you, Ralph? Or was it like, yeah, he's still the lame old character that I thought he was? Well, yes, he, he, he does seem more interesting. Um, but it does seem for a guy who in the earlier movies uh, was more black and white. In this one, he really operated in the gray a lot. Yeah, that's very true, too. You know, that's a, that's a good observation. Absolutely. Um, I definitely like how they fleshed him out a little bit more, mm -hmm. you know, and they, and they made him, you know, less of a, of a, um, it's, it's, it, with, with a character like him, especially with the journey that he does, it could be easy to play it safe, even with right. his origin or, you know, and they kind of said, okay, well, yeah, he's from New Orleans and he's from, you know, like, like they went for it, you know, mm -hmm. which I, which I kind of liked, even if it was like, okay, well, I don't know where this fits or it, they, 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 are making a statement about the character, which makes him feel more real than just like, oh, he's from, you know, 
he was he was he was an army brat. He was like a, you know an army kid. I it, I just like that they gave him levels, even if things didn't kind of work for me. Right. I just like the fact that they kind of fleshed them out more and took risks. You know, I kind of like that. No, I give you. I wasn't a big fan of like a, which is not related to what you were just talking about, but it just made me think of other things. I didn't like the fact that they've now basically said that the Avengers have no type of stipend. I'm like, well, then how are they supposed to live? I mean, I'm on call at any moment. I'm also on missions that can take me away for days, weeks at a time. I obviously cannot hold down any type of job. Right. <laughs> at all. I, I <laughs> you know, were, not so even a fry you, right. Yeah, no, not even as the fry cook, you know. <laughs> I thought they were funded by uh by Tony Stark. Well, we're talking about MCU wise. I mean, it's I mean, according to the Falcon, they they receive no money and it's like how is that possible? <laughs> you know, and also considering that he has his gear, how are you maintaining it? Exactly. <laughs> you know. You know, so there was like a little thing that in, in that what I the reason I'm bringing it up is not just about the silliness of them not getting paid was that it made the bank scene looking for the loan feel a bit more contrived, a bit too contrived, I should say. Cause it was like, yeah. okay, you needed him to be in dire straits and not be able to get money, but it's unbelievable that he makes no money. You know? Right. Also, yeah. what kind of a bank denies a loan to a superhero? Well, in all honesty, think about it. He could be killed on a mission. Where's my money gonna come back from? I mean, really, they would really be the worst people to fund unless they had like Stark's money behind them. <laughs> so, so, so what Mike is saying, so what Mike really is saying is they're being life responsible. <laughs> no, they'd be the worst ones for life. And like, who would insure them? <laughs> Hi, I'm Ralph from Superhero Life Insurance. Yeah, I, I pay you. out millions of dollars every week. <laughs> I was about to say hi, and at the end of this uh, uh, superhero life insurance, it only lasted a day because I didn't realize how many people die. <laughs> no, no. See, so just saying. The way I would work the contracts would be that if they die, they pay me. Ooh, good luck getting that yeah, money from the not... <laughs> Right, basically. <laughs> Wait, but, right, so, but you see so what I'm saying though. So it made me feel like that scene felt very contrived to give you the minority in America having trouble getting a loan. I appreciate what they were trying to do. It just, I, I felt it was a little too contrived for that, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 look at the other main character in this series, and let's talk about how they kind of had him with the story arc, his story arc. So, I mean, how are you feeling about Winter Soldier's portrayal? Um, you know, like he's a tortured soul because of, of of all his transgressions when he was hip under the hypnosis and under the control of Hydra. How do we like that? Because it opens up with him dealing with that stuff and having the dream and talking with the counselor. And how do we feel about that? Correction, sir. He is no longer the Winter Soldier. No, I'm sorry. He's the White Wolf. He is now James Bucky Rhodes. Okay, get it right. Yeah, Bucky well, Rhodes. The title says otherwise. Yeah, he's not Bucky Rhodes. He didn't marry. <laughs> he he didn't marry Rhodey. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, obviously not be given the wrong last name <laughs> maybe wait, he knows what? something about next next year's script wait what's his last name then? hey whatever Did I get barnes it? barnes uh, i knew Bucky it was barnes i knew it was a b somewhere there you weren't even close bro <laughs> yeah it was a b somewhere there. i said bros <laughs> well ah there you go you said bros well, yeah whatever anyway so 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 how are we feeling about you know the winter soldier you know they, they're playing that angle of him still kind of like dealing with I was, I'm fine with the torture soul angle it's uh because of the brevity of uh episodes I think that did disservice to it I, I think I would have enjoyed a little bit longer like like if it was on Asians of shield so they would have had like 18 episodes or something like that right I think I think it would have played out better uh this one was kind of like hey I'm horrible I'm heartbroken I'm having trouble sleeping five episodes later I'm doing all right <laughs> like, I'm living my best life. I'm like, really? <laughs> and I'm hitting on the Falcon's sister. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I kind of like that, by the way. I like that. that. There was a lot of their interaction with each other. I enjoyed a lot. Even if it was yes. a little bit silly to um to the story script, I enjoyed, they worked really, really, really well together. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they've got great chemistry. Um, and so like the little things like that, the fact that they're both, um, broke down to earth people. I kind of like that. I, I like that it's not one person's wealthy, the other one's broke, you know, or whatever. I like that they're both really pretty much on the same level. They just have their own shit that they're, they're dealing with, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. What about, what about you, Ruff? 
Uh, well, regards the chemistry. The, the, well, it wasn't a question. It was something Mike, I'm sorry. Mike brought up something and it was going to be my next question talking about, okay, now we, you know, we talked about Winter Soldier and Falcon and they introduced them separately. But when they get them together, how did you feel about the chemistry? Oh yeah. It was definitely buddy cop, you know, like they, it was, I, listen, it's like the buddy cop formula. Oppositional at first, then they go through some sort of event that brings them closer together which also keeps them separated for a little bit. Then something happens that they come together. They have a heart to heart. You know, they find out that they have more in common than they really, than they initially thought. And in and the then end, they become ride or die. Exactly. Right. That's, that's the, the, I, the buddy cop formula. Yeah. I enjoyed their chemistry, even though sometimes it, it was a little too silly, silly, like mm-hmm. with the whole thing of jumping out the, jumping out of the plane. And, right. And that whole thing. it got a little, a little yeah, silly. That's what I'm saying. There was a little bit. There. But I could forgive it there. It was still like, okay, you know, yeah. I'm all right with that. Now, and it's funny because Ralph mentioned, I'm sorry, Ralph, what were you going to say? I just thought it was funny how uh, when when Bucky starts hitting on, on, on the sister and then he's like, he's giving him like, like, I know you got uh, super soldier serum running through you, but I will kill you. If you touch <laughs> yeah, but I'm also glad that they didn't delve too much into that because it's like they're both grown people and she's an adult. Yeah. So like, there's there's none. This is not his tiny little sister. It's like she she's kick, she'll kick his ass. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. And, and also, she started it though. She was kind of like, oh hi, kind of a thing. And it's like, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I love that. It was just because it was so natural. It didn't seem forced to contrive. Yeah. Just, but also yeah, because it same... didn't go anywhere besides extremely light flirtation. Like that it wasn't like of. in some scene, like they're kissing, like, cause that would have just been too fast again in six episodes. It was just, it was just fun enough that it was like, again, okay, you knew where to, to play your, your, your cards there. Hey, you know? Right now, I think I'm... you don't know how long he's staying in that house. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this. Cause, cause um, Ralph kind of brought it up and you guys are wild. I don't know if you guys read my notes, but you guys are really weaving through this, um, through this review, I'm like, wow, they read my notes. No, you, <laughs> you're just very predictable, and and pretty wow. much useless. Now, oh well, okay. <laughs> so MFG and RT Square, you can k- k- kiss my ass. There we go. Oh, I cursed. There we go. Okay. Um, but Ralph mentioned the fact that you know, in the buddy cop formula, that there's this one thing they kind of come together for, and that thing they came together for, besides the um, the shield being handed off to somebody else, was the flag smashers. Now mm-hmm. the Flash Smashers took issue with the way that the um the world was post blip. Right. Was their motivation realistic? Yeah, I kind of felt that their motivation for the Flash Smash, I thought it was again, it's probably the brevity of the 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 series. It it wasn't explained enough. I, I think we, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you guys kind of get it, right? And it's like, well, I kind of get it, but not enough to feel your sympathy versus what you're doing. So, you know, in that I was, I mean, obviously they're the bad guys, but they kept trying to paint them as, well, they're understandable bad guys, but without being able to understand their problem exactly, it was kind of hard, <laughs> you know? Like we knew okay. that they were giving the the post-blip people priority in certain things, or at least that's what they're telling us, but I couldn't exactly understand how that was affecting everything else. Okay. And it's funny because I, I feel that, that way, Mike, also. There were times where I was trying to, wrap my head around what they wanted, but it was unclear. And that's why I couldn't wrap my head around it because yeah. it wasn't fully explained. Right. What about you, Ralph? How do you feel about the way they, you know, what, the way that this story tried to um, make the, 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 the flag smashers look, you know, were you like, Oh, I understand it. Or. Um, I found that the flag smashers motivation, I really didn't understand it. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. know what their main reason for fighting was, why right. they were displaced. Were these people who were uh, blipped and came back or were these people who were surviving during the blip and because people came back, they were pushed out? I, I well, really I, well, I think understand. The, okay, the, the thing is, the one part I did understand is all the Flag Smashers were trying to represent the people that were there for the five years. They're mad about the post blip people that came back, but that's the part that, you know, they were like, well, it's, you know, we need to drop down the, the, the barriers between the countries where I'm like, why are they any different? Like what's, I understand half the population just came back, but I'm not understanding your problem exactly. So yeah, like they, it was just a little bit. Yeah. They were, I think we were all unclear on it. How, how much can the population grow in five years that there's not enough space now for the, uh, the other half that have recently come back? I guess it's the resources, jobs. I mean, I get you know that's yeah. that's the whole point. We don't know exactly what it is yeah. that they're arguing about. Yeah. So I agree. And I think we all are very much like it needed more explanation. But I think with only six episodes, 
you know, they didn't have time. And, <laughs> and, and, this, and, and I mean, this oh, may right, sound dark, but like, um, if you really think about it, of the half that survived, there were probably a lot of them that died in like, you know, plane crashes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, automobile accidents, you know, oh, God, yeah. whatever, like in the hospital, maybe someone was getting operated at the same time, the doctor blips away. You know, like, yeah. right. I'm yeah. pretty sure there's a lot of people who, who also died because of the blip. So there mm-hmm. might not be even, there might actually be less people when these people come back. So, right. Yeah. What's, what's, yeah, no, like, there's, 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 there's a lot of questions. It's, it's a part of the world that the MCU, I mean, they don't have to. It's just that they haven't explained it to us. Like, what exactly was the world like? I mean, we definitely know that the oceans cleaned up because remember, there was like, what, whales and dolphins going down the Hudson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, so we know that there were definitely some advantages after a while. And if you think about it, with less than half the people or half the people producing pollutants and da 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 da, da and using resources, and the world is going to get a little bit nicer, probably. You know. Right. Like, so, I mean, well, I, I, um, it's funny because like it brought up a, a, a couple of interesting points, but they didn't follow through. And I think that's kind of the thing yes. that you know makes it harder to kind of say, well, you know, they wanted to. to it's kind of like what Mike says about, oh man, what was Mike talking about where it's like, they want you to sympathize. Oh, when we talk about Civil War, the comic book, where it's, you know, like the way you write it, even though you're trying to make both sides sympathetic, you're really not helping out oh, with God. one they, side. They, yeah. yeah, they didn't even try. I mean, they tried, they did not try in the original Civil right. War comic. I mean, literally they had a a um, a backstory. That I think it had no words. It was just all images. It was, it was a nice story, but it was the allies versus the, the Axis. And the axis was the Tony Stark people. You're like, well, you pretty much just said, if you like Tony Stark, you're a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? No, no. It's uh, if it's the no wait, you're talking about World War One, right? So no, no, no. Um, World War no, II. I'm talking about um, Civil War, uh, the 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 comic book Civil War. They reference World War Two in oh, okay. uh, some allegory story. It was like these birds that were then, being yes. attacked by ravens and da 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 da. Yeah. Right. My bad. So I'm sorry. Th- so so. That's all good. So, so Ralph mentioned, like he mentioned in the, in the buddy cop thing, there's something that brings them together. The flag smashers was one. The second thing was the passing off of the shield to a new Captain America. And this Captain America, Mr. John Walker. How do we feel about Mr. John Walker as the new Captain America? Well, he was really great when he was a Texas Ranger. But, you know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I just really think that... Um, that that Wyatt Russell, who scary looks so much like his dad from the, yes from the from the like bridge of his nose down, and then looks like a weird combination of his dad and his mother in everything up, <laughs> like like he looks like Goldie Hans and and uh, and and uh, Kurt Russell Kurt, Kurt Russell just jammed together to make his eyes, but um, he was creepy as fuck, and I loved him. I hated him from like. Not this first, because I mean, his very first show was just him just standing there. But by the next episode, you hated him right away. And I love that you really hated this character. So many people I talked to, like at my job, that know nothing about comics and did not know where this was going to go. Because a lot of them thought like, okay, this is going to be the new Captain America. And and the story is going to be them having to deal with this, you know. And so so it was really great hearing from non-comic book people that literally did not know where this was going. And even they were like, I don't like this guy. He looks crazy and da, da, da. And I'm just like smiling like, yeah, he's doing he's doing a great job. <laughs> he's doing a great let, job. Let me ask the question before we move on to Ralph. Is it because he was a jerk, or was it the fact that he wasn't Chris Evans, or was it a little bit of both? Because the, exactly what Mike's talking about, the people who are not familiar with John Walker and the comic books had no idea where this ride was going. So for the people who didn't read the comic book, kind of what Mike said, people are like, oh, this is who our Captain America is going to be this next generation going on. So were people not like, do you think people were not liking him because he was a real written as a real jerk and he did well? Or was it also... He wasn't Captain. He wasn't Chris Evans. No one, AKA. no one that I spoke with mentioned Chris Evans. It was literally the script and his performance, which is a good thing. That for me, yes. I don't know, Ralph. Did you find a different experience, or did you find people not liking him, or did they like them? Um. Um. What did you think about him? Well, the character. I thought the character was uh, was written well to mm-hmm. to convey what they wanted to show that is this guy who is clearly unhinged and is, you know, used as a, I don't know. Sorry. Puppet. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Used as a puppet to try to, um, 
you know, move forward past these uh, events that have been happening with the Flag Smashers and to try to show a symbol of strength, which strength for the U.S., but why is the U.S. like involved now with, you know, shit in Europe, but whatever. Right. Um, so that they did a good job of, of conveying mm-hmm. what this character is. And uh, Wyatt Russell, he just played this character really he did. He well. Was, he was great. Like I, when but, when they first have him coming through and he's just standing there and he doesn't say a word, I'm like, yeah, he fills out the costume well. All right, cool. Yeah. And then actually seeing him in action, and I'm like, you, you could just see like the 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 nuts just loosening up and, yeah. and him oh, yeah. having some screws loose yeah. as oh, yeah. each episode progressed, which I thought was well, phenomenal. Well, things that just, I mean, but things, of course, that just from a, a not a storytelling movie, but just like if this was reality, you're like, so let's just think about this. First of all, if he replaced Chris Evans for me, I'm talking about again, um, in reality, like if this was real and Captain America, that it was, you know, it was Chris Evans. I'd, during the entire time that I elected him to the post, I would just keep replaying the shot of Steve pulling the helicopter back to the helicarrier. And just being like, so this is the man you're replacing, um, you know, da, 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 da. so you're going to be the new Captain America like he was, you know, like that, that's what I keep with, just, just the dick with him. But but the part that got me is just that it's like, so let me get this right. Steve Rogers, who could hold a helicopter from flying away, a, you know, and pull it towards a helicarrier who's fighting people that are even making him sweat with that kind of strength. I'm just gonna give it to like Joe Schmo down the street with no super ability. Here's a shield, go fight people that can beat up Captain America. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, how's that gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> we just, it, to really psych him up, you know, just replay a reel of all the heroic things that Captain America did, you know? Mm-hmm. That won't give him a complex at all. No, but, no, not exactly. But now there is one thing in the show I mean, I noticed it through the show, but it wasn't a point of the show. And I think it is something that is worth um, bringing up is okay. that John Walker's problem being Captain America, beyond the fact that he already had a few nuts loose anyhow, but he was an actual soldier. Like he said, mm-hmm. I did everything you guys asked me to. Steve Rogers was never a soldier. He got to pretend to be soldier for all of a hot minute. And then because of his strength, he was sent into stop this, that, and the other thing, but he was never sent into actual battle. It's one of those funny things that like, how even in the in the comic book, they, they, everyone worships, oh, he's the great tactician. He's a soldier. I'm like, he's never been a soldier. He's not a real captain. And he has he was barely in any fights before he was frozen in ice, <laughs> you know? Right. He's, he's not this experienced soldier that we all, even me that knows this, we all forget and believe he's this great soldier. It's like, no, he fought very few battles as opposed to John Walker, who actually saw the real horrors of war. Yeah. Right. And, and that is something that they, I'm not saying that that excuses his behavior, but I'm just saying that like, that's important. It makes it understandable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it I mean, it gives, it gives it at least another flavor, okay. you know, to this. Because yeah. it's like, Captain America never saw the horrors of war. He's seen bad guys do bad things. And I'm sure he saw some soldiers getting, soldiers getting shot and everything, but he did not see the actual horrors of war. And, and John Walker did. You right. know, and he, and in that he was an obedient soldier, and as an obedient soldier, he pretty much did exactly what you think he would do with that costume, <laughs> you know. So, which we'll definitely get to in a second. Yeah. By, by, by the way, um, watching John Walker in the helmet, and it, it's funny because John Walker's mentioned it. Um, the fact that he looks like the um, the old man from Up. <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah, freaking love that. Okay, so. Um, let, let, let me refer back to something that Mike said before. Um, Mike was talking about that. Um, he said the Falcon is wishy-washy. And what Mike's referring to is when um, when Winter Soldier and Falcon are trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, stop the Flag Smashers and all of that stuff. And they, they decide they need the help of Baron Zemo. Right. So what, you, did you feel that, that Falcon folded too soon about how the Winter Soldier was going to get... Baron he Zemo folded out. like wet cards in a tsunami. <laughs> like, like it, he, it was just, I mean, it was bad enough. I mean, okay, I get, I got on board when he was like, hey, I don't really want you talking to Zemo, but I get it. You know, just be careful. Right. That's fine. That's just a conversation. But when Bucky comes back and he's just like, yeah, I got something to tell you. You're not going to be happy about this. Yeah. Da, da, da. And then he sees Zemo broken out. You broke out Zemo. Yeah. What the, uh, I guess we need him. I'm like, what the, <laughs> like, like seriously? <laughs> That was your entire like ad, uh, your admonishing of him was all right. Let's just go. 
Well, <laughs> the way he saw it was, well, if I, a proud black man, had broken this guy out of prison, then most likely there'd be a whole task force seconds later to come and arrest me. But since the white wolf was the one who broke him out, <laughs> you know. Well, I don't think anybody knew who broke him out, but nonetheless. But no, I just, I just felt that like, you know, it was just like, and then it was something else. I forget there was a, another, there's a couple of times when it was just questionable things that it was just kind of like, all right. Because like, every time he would object to something, he never stood his ground. And it didn't mean that he couldn't be convinced. It's just that he didn't stand his ground. He would just kind right. of put a place marker of, hey, this is generally where my ground is. Yeah, we're not interested. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you're not really, you know, you're, you're like uh, doing a bad Batman over there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, it, but I'll say this. With, with but, Zemo added to the mix, it definitely, I like that dynamic of them three. Well, I like Zemo. I mean, he was doing a good job. It was nice to see um, uh, Daniel Brühl longer this time around, and different. Yes. Like, he got a little bit more into his head. I loved his mask. I loved the Zemo mask. It looked really good. And it also gave the stunt double a chance to act, <laughs> do his thing. <laughs> I, I will say this. We saw that mask for all of, like, I want to say 30 seconds. He and puts it generous. on, kills a few people, then gets into a car and takes it off. What's yep. the point of putting the mask on? Oh, for the for the stunt double to do all the work. That's what the point of the mask was. It was just like right when Iron Fist, every time, like in the season two, he'd throw up the hoodie. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> it was like, it'd be easier to see your opponents without the hoodie. <laughs> you know? For that, just oh, figure out a way of him not to do too many big stunts. So you, like, it's like, you just yeah, have him no. stand and point and shoot. Boom, 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 boom. That's it, right? You don't have yeah. to have him do parkour, jumping over, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> A crate and then shooting three people with the same bullet. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. No need for oh, speaking that. of wow. I mean, I know we're, we're running low. I, so I did want to jump on a couple of things. Because um, we hadn't talked about like like the action sequence. I, I found some of the action very ho hum, but definitely the flight and fight action scenes were really well done. And they're not the only ones. Like the, the, the battle of uh, the three of them um, Captain America, Falcon, Winter Soldier. I thought that was a really done well done fight. Batrock the Leaper should never, ever in my life again be put on screen. That was the least interesting fight I think I've seen since TV. <laughs> when, wow. when Falcon is trying to fight him, and I'm like, I'm like, they're like literally not making any connections. It, it just looked like a badly choreographed fight at mm -hmm. that point, you know. Um, because if you think about like it's the same guy that fought Captain America in Winter Soldier. And, and the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. yeah, you know, like and even that wasn't that exciting of a fight scene, but it was one of the things I just want to mention. I did think the fight scenes, I would say about like 60, 40 loving the fight scenes. So I didn't think they were all that that good, but the ones that were good were really good. What was interesting was, I mean, I felt like some of the dog fight scenes, some of the some of the action sequences requiring vehicles and weapons and things, that's what was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I was very surprised for this for this series, how it looked. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. this is high, high grade quality stuff. And the, you're right, there, there's some fight scenes I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, you, you know, maybe you could have cut that a little bit differently, make it a little yeah. bit better, but. If I wasn't disappointed, like Iron Fist disappointed. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, they weren't horrible. I just, like I right. said, I, I, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Um, what did we think about the uh, the, the Sharon Carter uh, heel turn? I was just going to mention that. Possible you know, heel turn, anyhow, you know. Well, we know she's, she's normally a good person, but so yeah. we'll see. Well, also remember, yeah. but, but also, but also remember that exactly. in the, um, in the comic book series, she was under under mind control as well before she killed Steve Rogers. So it's possible, you know, right. something like that could happen here because, like you said, Sharon Carter is typically a, a good person. But I mean, but at the same time, and this is new territory for Sharon Carter as a character. She's also Steve's love interest. There is no more Steve Rogers now for her to have a love interest for. Right. So, like, she as as a character, she is now in unknown territory. Actually, uh, even though she's a very well established character, it's just that her focal point is now gone. So right. it'd be interesting to see if this is all like, you know, a scheme and, and, and she's a mole or whatever. And I would hope so. Or if she just actually is mad at the government, we don't know yet. You know, well, um, there, what is, we... there is a question oh, right, right. that begs to be asked. What's that? Ask it. How, how bad was she in bed that Steve Rogers decides to go back in time and do her grandmother? <laughs> no, that was her aunt. It was her aunt? Yeah. It was her aunt, yeah. Huh. Well, he, he's that would have been a little bit incestuous, yeah. Uh, either way, it's kind of weird, but um, 
Oh, your last name's Carter? No, I'll sleep with you. But I'm President Carter. <laughs> hey, I said your and name's I'm Carter. Jay-Z, I'm going yo. to sleep with you. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm, I'm sleeping with you no matter what. Oh, my God. We made a Jimmy Carter joke. Goodness. I love that, man, too. Um, yeah. But, um, um, oh, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to just jump into things. Uh, person I loved. I really, I actually paused every scene she was in, I think, three times. Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, she was, she just had the best opening intro in a long time. Was, yeah. I just loved her. She just, you, you knew everything you needed to know at that moment about her just in her own introduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I'm a woman, I'm lighthearted. I'm not really lighthearted. Um, <laughs> like, 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 like that is like her whole, just like, I'm fun to be with. I'm not fun to be with. And you can talk to me about anything. Don't talk to me about anything. Just do what I say. Like, like, <laughs> like, like you already know she is not a person that you want to cross. Right. <laughs> you know? And yet there is nothing about her that has particularly been threatening yet. You just know, I don't want to fuck with this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Let me ask you guys this. How did, because we're talking about all the inclusion of certain characters. How do we feel about the inclusion of Isaiah Bradley in this story? Honestly, I enjoyed Honestly. it. I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a good thing for them to to do. But it it just even felt, though angry black man, okay. <laughs> it it felt like uh, Disney was just trying to uh, keep with the times and and throw in some like black appreciation thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like, well, we know America's tearing itself apart because cops are shooting a lot of people who are mostly black. Um, so let's throw in this thing about a lesser known, uh, character who did exist in the comic books, but was barely mentioned. Let's give him real life here now and, and, and show our support. Tuskegee Institute kind of a feel of everything. Yeah. Show our support for black lives matter. Why not? Let's do this. What's, what's one of those things that like, and again, I don't know if it's being, how it's being put through the internet because the internet's always really weird, but like, it was just what it, I hope it doesn't turn into the way everybody loves to go like, you know, we should have a black Wonder Woman because you know, like her sister was black. I'm like, her sister was created decades after the comic book had ever existed. And it was just a story that was supposed to be a one-off story that just went, you know, she was also made out of clay and da 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 da. Like the Isaiah Bradley character, sure, in the Marvel history, you know, this did happen in the fifties and he was given uh, the experiment and uh, you know, he was basically, you know, slapped down after serving what he did, blah, 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 blah. But please people, and I'm gonna stress this out there, don't act like this is Marvel canon. Yeah. I mean, as far as like always been, this this is not something, if you go back into the 1940s, you're gonna find out Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley did not exist until 2003. Right, so that's correct. This is a story to, to give, Amer- to kind of put in place what the horrors of what America did on blacks with experiments. It's to represent that. But please do not take this as, well, you know, there was a black Captain America. There, there really wasn't. But yes, for story-wise, yes, you know. And speaking of black Captain America, um, how, how are we about the, 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 the reveal of Falcon's next step as a hero going from... You mean Black Falcon? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> wait, is that but, Black Falcon? Wait. No, it's just Falcon. But you're black, ain't you? Well, you're a kid, right? Yeah. Are you black, black kid? Black kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I love what everybody was like. Yeah, he got you on that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I did love that. <laughs> that cracked me up. But how uh, do we feel about Sam Wilson now taking on the, the the mantle of Captain America in this? I know people feel differently about how it was done in the, the comics. Comic. I was not a fan of the way they did. I'm not saying I didn't like him being in the comic. It's just the way they did it was very in your face. And to such a degree that like, it was like, it's kind of off-putting in general. I liked this one um, more. I also like the fact that you get Isaiah Bradley and you see, he has some truth to what he's saying about, you know, why do you want to represent a country that doesn't defend us? Um, But at the same time, I do like the fact that most people of color were kind of like, we're not saying everything is great, but his view is very old fashioned he is out of step with the time right now. And it doesn't mean that things are great, but it doesn't mean give up either. It means, you know, accept that there are definitely people that are going to be behind you and fuck the haters, make them love you, make them love you. And how to do that, do the job right. Right. (laughs) You know, Ralphie, what do you think? What did you think about um, um, Sam Wilson's new, um, new, his new job? First off, Anthony Mackie pulled that costume off 
amazing. Like he it looked, just needs a helmet, please, people. I agree. <laughs> I agree. He looked great. He looked great. But otherwise, it looked great. It really yeah. did. Those yeah. Wakandans know how to do a suit. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> um, uh, and I like the the impassioned speech that he gave at, uh, that at the end. So good. That was such a great speech. No, watched it twice. Though when when he gave it, did did you get some Uncle Phil vibes from that? I'm not that. For, oh, for, I know what you're talking about, but I'm not that. For Fresh Prince, I yeah, can totally yeah. get that. Right? Those vibes. That's what Yeah. I don't, well, so so I'm like I know you never really watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, I mean, I know about the character. I know some of the stuff he's done. I'm just saying, I'm not. I don't have that feel because I don't know the show that well. Yeah. Well, the 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 character was always known for giving like heartfelt speeches or mm-hmm. like uh, giving you the advice that you need. Right. And, and this speech just felt just like that. Where it's right. like, oh, yeah. like, listen, you guys are going to listen and shut up, all right? This is what's going to happen. This is what you need to do. And this well, is that's what's what Actually, change. what I, I like about it is that he doesn't tell them what he, they need to do. He's telling, he's giving them suggestions of stuff you should be doing. He's and t- that's what I liked about it. He wasn't demanding. He's he t- wasn't t- like, you better get people in here. He's just saying like, look at the people Look at you. Do you look like you represent any of these people? Have you ever even been poor in your life? And I also love the fact that when he adds, he's like, look, I already know it's not going to be people like it. I can already feel that people <laughs> do people not like me in this suit. Yeah. You know, and I, and yeah. I like it because it's again, he addresses it right away, but he's not angry in any part of his speech. And that I really like that they did not have him. They didn't have him Denzel it. Yeah. Great actor. But, you know, he would have <laughs> he would have Reverend Al Sharpton that speech. You motherfuckers. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, he would have he would have been on the preacher stand. And I like the fact that that um that Anthony Mackey didn't do the preacher voice. You know, he wasn't like, and all the people here. Like he didn't <laughs> do the preacher voice. Like I, I really like his he sounded again, he sounded modern. He sounded like a modern person yeah, he did. speaking of what he's speaking of, you know. It was definitely solid. It was definitely yeah, over, solid. Yeah, that, that speech was so good, you know. I was how I do was we ex- feel about oh, oh, go ahead, Ralph. I'm sorry. I was expecting him when he says, I can already feel uh, people hating me already because I'm wearing this suit, and I, I expected him to point at that one white guy that was standing. It's like you, you. I, I know that's what you're feeling. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. That white guy would have been like, "Honey, I was just checking out your ass," <laughs> <laughs> and and that is not America's ass. <laughs> All right, he would have been okay, girlfriend. Oh my goodness! Uh, one, one other thing I did want to point out though is that I love like you know from the Winter Soldier had the silver arm and then the Wakandans built him a new arm and all I could imagine is that. When they made Bucky's black robotic arm, he was probably like, great arm. Could you make it flush color? And they were probably like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that, people. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you say, Ralph? No, it's just the priceless look on his face uh, when the Wakandan uh, uh, warrior just, she just goes like, Basically, like pressure point touch, boom, boom, yeah. and the arm just like, falls off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was, and, I was and he's like, like, "What? Well, that's not good." <laughs> he's like, it, like, "It does did you that." Know the, did you know the arm could do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> if I knew that, I would have at least crazy glued those spots so they didn't work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, all right. Let me ask you this: How are you guys about the resolution of the series? Because you know, you you have the you know the the fight with um the flag smashers and. You know, we have all this stuff going on with uh, John Walker now with it, you know, now jumping into the fray, which I kind of felt like, would you have paid some attention to John Walker? Be like, hey, you just killed somebody. You're going to help us fight? I don't know yeah, about that right that now. That again, the resolution was a bit, I, that was too fast. Yeah. Um, yes. The, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. The Flag Smashers getting blown up, I did not see that coming. Right. So I, I was like, whoa, I, I thought they would at least exist in the MCU for a while. Yeah, I guess they don't, you know, want them to hanging out there too much. I mean, because they got rid of the super soldiers for them as well, really fast. Look at split. And I, I... Well, 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 they, well, they do exist in MCU as a memoriam, <laughs> <laughs> along with Carly. And I was like, oh man, why, why, why the good looking ones got to go? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, oh, I, you I like using feel... Carly? Hey, listen, it's red hair red, and curly red hair with an accent. Yeah. That's my yeah, kryptonite. He was done. He was done right there. Um, I thought, like, again, I do, I won't say the ending was rushed. It's just certain parts of it felt rushed. I think, again, it leads back to when we talked before. It's because of the, the, the uh, abbreviated um, season you know, of episodes is that it just felt rushed because it just, it needed a little bit more explanation. It's not that it, it was rushed per se. It just kind of like, 
like two or three more episodes would have, I think, pulled more things in. Um, right. You know, the fact that like John Walker, who's been disgraced, and I'm like, okay, he has his freedom, which is still weird, but okay, give him that. But like, no one seems to be upset that he's out and around. I'm not even talking about the Falcon and, and, and the Winter Soldier. I'm like, no one else seems to be upset that he's around, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, like, oh, look, it's the killer. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's pretty it's, much like the crowd, you know? It's not murder if you're not in your right mind when you do it. I guess, I guess it is, it, you know? Um, yeah, so, you know, and then like I said, to, to, when you find out that, uh, um, that Asian 13, that she's the power broker, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, you know, like this is, I'm like, are you continuing your, your, your revenge series or something like that? What's going on here? I'm like, <laughs> you know, wow. it's like she wanted revenge against the government. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I will say this. I wouldn't mind seeing a power broker series, you know? I'm yeah. depending on what, what they're going to do with it. You know? Rise of, rise of Asian Carter, you know, something like that, where like she, we see the time that she, um, Spends in Madripoor and, and becomes the power broker. I wouldn't mind watching. Okay, that. okay, now that okay, that part I think. Okay, see, so kind of you added Madripoor. Yeah. that makes it really interesting. And also the rise of it. I mean, like I don't. Oh no, I, I wasn't talking about something like coming up. I'm talking about like, oh, okay. her, her starting yeah, no, out in Madripoor, yeah. like a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting, like especially since the the DC. Oh, I'm sorry, the Disney Plus stuff. Most of that is not geared to be, uh, you know, yearly series type thing. That would be kind of a nice like six parter. Right. I can see that a nice six part series. Yeah, I agree. Uh, pitch it, pitch it to them, pitch it. That's what I'm saying. We just did because I'm sure everyone from Disney listens to our podcast. Hold on, hold I like on. to thank would... Mickey, Minnie, and all the rest. Hold on, let me call them right now. <laughs> hey, Mouse. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I got a series for you. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'll I'll call you back. Right? My my uh, co-hosts are kind of looking at me funny. Okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call him back. You forgot the last part. You forgot the last part. Oh, you forgot that. There you go. My <laughs> All right. Is there anything else we want to add before we go to renaming the series and ratings? Um, nope. I'm good. All right. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, there is one other thing okay. I just wanted to bring sure, out in the series. It, it kept bothering me through the whole series, even by the end. It's like, as the Falcon and now as, as Captain America. It's like, you have tons of enemies, people that want you dead. He just wanders around town with no backup, not even with his flying gear in tow, which would take him forever to put on if there was a bad fight. And everybody, I mean, the bad guys know who his sister is and her children. Right. No one seems concerned at all that anyone will just kill these people, you know? And I'm like, you're really relaxed about this. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a pretty messed up explanation for that. Uh, let me let me bring this guy in. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Actually, never welcome. Go ahead. So so the <laughs> I, reason I'm welcoming him. So the reason why um, he could just walk around like that is because all his enemies are so racist that they see all black people the same. So unfortunately, other people are paying for him being the Falcon. They're like, oh, that's him right there. Boom boom. Oh no. That was Johnny John from the block. You know, he, he just got shot up. You know, that like, really oh, wait, that's Johnny what? John. Yeah, that's, that's his name. And then you go, oh, look, we're going to kidnap his family. And you're like, they kidnapped some random people. And they're like, no, we don't know the Falcon. What are you talking about? It's like, we're the Obamas. Have you ever heard of us? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's like, and they get the picture and they're like, but it looks the same. See, that's what happens when you have racist enemies. So I guess so. This has been Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I can't even lie. Serious dark points, like I don't know, man. I'm not but I nonetheless, my point is that was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, all right, people, let's go into it. Renaming the series. Ralph, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? I go first. Go for it. Uh, lethal weapon: The Next Generation. Ooh. Oh boy! Nice. All right, all right. I'm gonna go for, dude. Where's my shield? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, Mike. I'm bringing in all the characters for this lengthy title: Revenge, Season Five, Captain Black Falcon, and the Six Million Wakanda Equivalent U.S. Dollar Man. <laughs> Six million dollar equivalent. <laughs> Six million Wakanda. Equivalent. Wakanda equivalent. Sorry, that is a lot more because uh, Wakandan money is worth way more than American money. That's why it's a Wakanda equivalent U.S. Yeah, that's right. All right, so let's go into it. Ratings for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ralph, 
I give Falcon and the Winter Soldier eight shocked Bucky faces after his arm falls off out of ten. <laughs> it's just that priceless. is quite the expression. Absolutely. That's like that's like uh, I saw a video where uh, a guy in the subway was about to like smack up some woman, and then this like band, uh, bystander just that. goes and pulls down the guy's pants, and the guy's like that's so the shocked thing in the world. He just stops fighting. It's the same thing that happened to Bucky. She pants yeah. him. She pants yeah, them. Seriously. She pants them. <laughs> that's, right. that's a great video. I'm going to give it eight shields in the wall because maybe Captain America used the super soldier serum out of 10. <laughs> that's very true. Because uh, I was like, did he take it? Did he take it? I'm like, he freaking took it, guys. <laughs> uh, I give it eight and a half. The robes don't make the monk out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the robes don't make the monk. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Season one, a success. Season two, hopefully, has more episodes to it. If but there's guys, no, season two, I hope. I don't know what the plans are. It's true. You're very true. You're, you're right. But everybody, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. That's my segment. Geeks on the go. Now with more soldiers. Wait. What did you say? Now we're more secret soldier serum. Yeah. Now we're okay, more super soldier serum. I can't wait for us to do podcasts live in, in the same room again because there's just so much interference. Ralph, you can't hear him when he's in person. <laughs> it's because you're now not listening, ask. Cap. No, you not never like listen to wait, me. Wait, you're, you're the one talking about not listening? <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, I'm just not seen anymore. Oh, stop it. All right. We know Put your segment. camera on then. <laughs> oh, that makes us so much more sense. All right. Here we go. We know we all know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute. But Ralph has shown time and time again to stall like that old crappy car that you have. And you try to like make it go for one more drive. And it stalls. Talking about 11? You got lemons? I I can't even laugh or even have a reaction to that. Because I'm just like, what? Lemons. I mean, I know what he meant. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for the funny. I was waiting for more, but, you know, no. That's Ready? You get. Yeah, I, I noticed. Ready, set, go. Wrong button. Whoa, one uh, job. You had one job. There it goes. All right. Do you think Thunderbolt Ross's Red Hulk, do you think it should be included in the MCU? Mike. Hell to the goddamn no. Wow, that's a strong one. Yeah. Ralph? Uh, rebuttal question. Why and are they going to be making another Hulk movie? If they are, then sure, why not? Okay. Um, who else in the Marvel Universe could be worthy to don the Captain America shield? Ralph? Warpath, also known as James Proudstar. All right. Mike? Who else? The one who ended up with it. Vance Astro. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um what what's one thing you miss about watching Marvel or DC movies in an actual theater, Ralph? Um, hearing uh, uh, Mike and you complain about the movie afterwards when we leave the movie theater. Okay, and Mike. Uh, hearing the audiences cheer during an awesome scene and watching the cat <laughs> and watching the cat oh. fall asleep after drinking a thirty-two ounce icy. <laughs> <laughs> Time is up, but that was that answer was worth it. <laughs> I, I miss those days when we used to go to the theater and we get together, and that's that was the routine. And you it fall asleep in the first fifteen minutes, looking dreary eyed. <laughs> I, I had a kid. I mean, I still have one now, but but having an infant, having a six year old, are way different. I don't know if you remember one time I actually well, put a bib I don't know. on you. Iron Man came out in two thousand and nine, and we started in twenty thirteen with our podcast. Actually, actually, Iron Man came out in two thousand. Actually, Iron Man came out two thousand eight. Get it right. Well, two thousand eight. That's fine. But either way, we started in two thousand thirteen, and you didn't have a kid, yeah. and you were still falling asleep. Yeah. That's true. That's I, true too. I put a bib on you one time just to make sure that the drool didn't mess up your outfit. You yeah, never said thank my- you, by the way. If you've seen my outfit, the drool is the last thing you wear about my outfit. I, I, I found a way to dirty myself. Seen his outfit, else. I black lit his outfit. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I a Jackson gonna make a sweater. I think you're gonna make a sweater joke about that, rap, Mike. But I ain't gonna do that. No, those sweaters aren't funny. Those Shit. sweaters repel. Those sweaters repel anything foul. Are you talking about his Dennis the Menace sweater? No, not the the Charlie Brown sweater. Oh God, nah. that would even be better. Hey, that Charlie Brown sweater is Ralph Lauren. So kick rocks. It's a polo sweater. 
<laughs> All right. Shout outs. Do we have any shout outs? I would uh, like to I shout like to... out everyone who's still listening. Thank you. Keep on keeping on. Grant, granted, we don't know when in the world you're going to hear this, but I'd like to shout out to people that are listening despite our inconsistency in getting those episodes out there. But we're going to be more consistent. Yes, we, we will be very soon. I'm definitely going to shout out everybody that's still listening. Um, the, the, the couple people that hit me up and, and remind me that they're listening, especially Johannes. <laughs> every, time I put a, every time I put out a new episode, he's like, thank God I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, South Carolina still listening. Uh, and South Carolina, shout out to South Carolina who made me a really cool water water thermos. And I might have mentioned it last show. I just mm. got to reiterate it. It's, it's a pretty good water thermos. Um, it's got Marvel. It's Marvel all around. It's really, really very nice. nice very water nice. thermos um, got, or... You know, also known as a water bottle. It's a water bottle, but I mean, it's thermos too. I don't know. It's just really good. It works. It's just insulated. Yes, insulated. So it's just an insulated water bottle. So it's thermos. Whatever. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Whatever the gift. This is why you guys don't get gifts, and I get gifts. Okay. That's probably what it is. Yes. (laughs) Well, see, I think she she had asked. I think, and and I'm gonna. She's probably gonna hit me up when she hears this episode. Um, South Carolina, when you get a chance, hit me up because um, I think Mike and Ralph might get jealous if they see mine. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. That's true, too. Um, well, I also want to do a shout out to uh, John Walker and and just want to let you know I'm going to send you more clips of Chris Evans uh, pulling that <laughs> helicopter in. <laughs> do more of that. Do more of that. <laughs> do more of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I mean, with everything being said, I mean, I guess we're done for today. Oh, yeah. Wow, short, sweet, and to the point. So for MFG, I was going to say just Mike, and RT Square Rapid Tech, <laughs> this is the cab saying, keep it geeky. And Mike, I'm just getting used to saying that. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>